Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Once again, today for Pat Stu and Jeffy, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Starting off the terror attack in Berlin at the Christmas market. A horrible, horrible attack in the Christmas market. And, you know, right off I heard people speculating that, you know, maybe it's Islamic terrorism or whatever. But, you know, it couldn't possibly be that. You know, I mean. Why does everyone have to jump to this? I know. I don't know why they have to jump to this. But ISIS even is saying, no, 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 we did it. No, Perry, please. come on. It's Christmas. Parking spaces are difficult to find. (laughs) I mean, who still shops locally? Right. 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 Old people. Right. Put off the brake. Clearly that's what it was. It couldn't possibly be Islamic terrorism. No, 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 we did it. We did it. We did it. No, stop it. You didn't do it. This has frustrated me for so long when it comes to these attacks where right off you have people. It's got to be terrorism. And they have no information or people going, it's absolutely not terrorism. How about we get a little of information? And Mm -hmm. if it is terrorism, let's call it that. There have been terrorists that are not uh, based on their extremist Muslim views. Why are you talking crazy? Many times there are. I know. Why Why is this so difficult? Why is this so (laughs) difficult for people to get, right? They they obviously want this to be always, and I'm talking all sides, all people, part of their agenda, unless their agenda is just the truth. Clearly, this was an Islamic attack. So, okay, question. Did the driver, um, I know he's detained, and I know he's a refugee from Pakistan. Did he claim terrorism? Did he claim that it is his terrorist act or that he is just a really bad driver? Was I was I incorrect? I thought I read somewhere that he that the driver actually. Um, was, yeah, but there were there were two, there were two. Yeah. Like I said, there were two. One of them one is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is not in custody. We had breaking oh, news a little bit ago. He was. <gasps> I missed the breaking news. Yes, oh, a little bit ago we found out that <laughs> he was not. It, they got the guy and they're like, okay, we got the yes. other guy. He's in custody, and yeah. then they're like, okay, this isn't him. So oh, I don't know. Yeah, so it's not him. Uh, at least that's the last I heard. Unless it's changed again just in the last few minutes, it's not him. They say he is still at large and armed. 
Now, folks, in today's world, we've got some shifts when it comes to terrorism and how this plays out. Number one, the truck attacks are really, really common now. Why? It's right. low tech. It's cheap. They're everywhere. You could get it done and you could cause a lot of havoc, a lot of death and a lot of terrors. It's really easy yeah. to do. The other way is these people are willing to die for their beliefs, mm -hmm. but they're not willing to just lay down and die. They want to create as much damage. See, in the past, yes. you'd say, I'm just going to stay here and shoot it out with these people or do whatever and then die. Now they go on the run. So think of right. the last couple of times Paris, Nice or whatever. Yes. Well, I think Nice, they got him right off. Yeah. But they keep continuing. They just go on the run and cause terror every step of the way. As so much it, havoc yes. as they can wreak. Right. Even, nope. the, even the fear, the terror Absolutely. that they strike in the community. I mean, how many people in Germany, in Berlin, are going to want to go out shopping? Now? Absolutely. So if this guy is armed and dangerous, it stands to reason that he will cause some other terrorist right. act very soon. Well, you know, if it was easy to get 72 virgins... Anyone. <laughs> well, that's true, everybody. You got to admit, they are, uh, they are dedicated when it comes yeah. to that. Now, it's, uh, it's pretty frustrating to hear automatically the sides come out and say it is or isn't terrorism when, first of all, it's a truck attack. It's similar. So whether it's officially ISIS well, or a big terrorist organization. Yeah, exactly right. To get rid of. I'm thinking a background check on, t on trucks. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. A five day yeah. waiting period, something like this. Yep. So how are how are people uh, reacting to Merkel? Because she's been very um, open with the borders, with accepting refugees. Has this come down hard on her? Do Here's you know? one thing I've learned over the years when it comes to this stuff. Unfortunately, people react. They don't act. Right. So in this case, I mean, I don't live in Germany. I don't know how horrible the refugee problem actually is. Only what I read and see in the media and yeah. on news. I get that or whatever. So let's say this is very small and they're doing a lot of good as well. Now they will overreact because of this stuff. When we've seen some of the problems over the last year or so, when they should have been acting to say whatever or right. reacting to that, well, I and do it swings know, back and I, forth. I do know <laughs> one, one thing that I had read was, I believe it was Merkel had said, you know, the thing with this that's frustrating for her is that so many German citizens who have been working so hard to help these refugees, help them assimilate into the culture, into the country, get jobs, they're going to be uh, less likely to do so. Well, and it, it feels absolutely. like a stab in the back. You know? That as well as... All people that are refugees, all people that are Muslims, are then going to be tagged as the terrorist as well. That, right. That's my frustration. It's, and I understand it. Listen, if you're sitting at home in Germany and you're in Berlin, you're like, honey, you want to go down to the Christmas market? And no. oh, well, what's no, this? Thanks. You've got 12 people dead and 50 people injured or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It, the whole point of terrorism, it terrorizes and stills all this emotion yes. and fear and everything ginned up. So you want to lash out and say, why stop it? It's like the five stages of grief. You know, I can't believe this is going on. Mm -hmm. And now anger and all of this, as opposed to saying, how often does this happen? What can we do to stop it methodically planned out in the future? And we just don't, we well, see that in America. But that's part of what, I mean, you know, you go to the airport and it's ridiculous with the screening now. Well, terrorists know this. And they're wait, wait, not wait, what? <laughs> they're not as likely to do any I mean you see we haven't seen any uh air attacks no. you know in years and and we see the truck attacks we see the attacks in the malls and it's like we're we're thinking two steps behind and it, we're not adjusting to how the terrorists are acting it's, most people want to feel better 
That's what this is all about. They don't actually want to be better. They want to feel better. TSA is the illusion of security. Oh, it is. I and that's love re- that. Yes. Right. It really security is. It's the illusion. theater. Yeah. That's it. And, and you know what? For a lot of people out there, it works. They're like, well, look, there's a guy in a blue uniform with no gun and a pasted-on, sewn-on badge yeah, or whatever. and that and lady in the blue uniform <laughs> is patting down my 13-year-old daughter. She's 112. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I get a free pat-down. Right. Exactly. Right. I'm not exactly. even flying anywhere. Right. I just exactly. go for the I just bank. go to the airport for the fun now. That's all it is, right? It's, it's cheaper than hookers, I'll tell you what. It's by uh, a long shot. Exactly right. And by the way, when you say around the world, it means something completely different now. Just the, uh, no, it's, uh, they want this illusion of security. So what is going to be the illusion of security if you have more and more um, automobile or truck attacks? We had the one in, uh, in, in Columbus, Ohio, at Ohio State. Yes. Just a week, couple of weeks just ago. Just a couple right. weeks ago, yeah. And that was on a much smaller scale, a smaller vehicle, and wasn't well, and as prolific. Well, and he jumped prolific. out with a knife. And, and became something else. You know. But what are we going to do? Let's say there's an attack next Tuesday, and somebody runs through a crowd with one of these trucks or whatever. What are we going to do to make people feel better? Well, okay, there was the attack <clears throat> in the mall in Minnesota over, wasn't it the summer? Or the fall? Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, it's that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, small scale, right. but yeah, small. Was, again, yeah. small scale, but but you were just talking about yesterday. People aren't at the malls anymore. Is it because of terrorism? No, I think it's just because they're not. Just <laughs> they're because, not shopping. Because whatever, it's but. easy to order online. Because yes, <laughs> but I mean, they're going to, to have people. If if Berlin happens in the next week, two months, whatever, yeah. in America to that level, yeah. people will react once again. It will be go after all Muslims. Yep. Wrongly, yep. it won't be. Uh, the other side will not call it Islamic terrorism. Right. But how will they react when people say you've got forty-five people dead or whatever it is? Because we know how they reacted to nine eleven. They spent us into oblivion. They infringed our personal freedoms. They did all of this but stuff. I don't what think will that, they do? I don't think that we were proactive after nine eleven. It wasn't. It, it became a reactive thing. Sure, absolutely, um, and not smart reaction either necessarily. Now, and I say this with the complete. Um, understanding that I wouldn't know where to begin with controlling or trying to figure out how to clean up the mess or make people. And this is why I don't run for president. You're a mom. You know where to begin. You well, start cracking okay. skulls, so, man. Yes, you start- I can do that. And I do that <laughs> at my down. home. Right, right. I do that at my home. But that was something that, you know, I took care of a lot of that when my kids were three and four. I did the, you know, the mom crack down stuff then so that now. So what you're saying is that the, uh, the terrorists are too grown up now. We cannot. We cannot, Actually, well, you know what it is? It's too ingrained. They, they yeah. learned wrong. Yeah, that's a good point or whatever. No, I just, you're that. right. We will react. I just want to know what it will be. And then you bring up, okay, we are going to more and more automated self-driven cars. They're already on the road in many yeah. cases. I guarantee you within the next five to ten years, they will become commonplace. And one of the first places they will go to, to push this new technology will be to the transportation industry. Mm-hmm. Uber and everything, but as well as these trucks. Because these trucks right. cost money to develop, to uh, distribute these goods. They already have some of them they're testing. Mm-hmm. So whether it's five years, 10 or 20 down the road, you will see self-driven trucks. The semis on the roads will be self-driven. Ugh. That is going to be terrifying. No kidding. That that's, is, that's very scary. Wow. Right. So then you go, okay, well, wait a minute. Wasn't, into that these? That, wasn't that the plot of a Dennis Weaver movie back in the 60s? Duel. Wasn't it? <laughs> It was just, remember the truck that had no driver and kept chasing Dennis Weaver across the road? I don't remember oh. that. Yes. Okay, I never it was saw also it, kind of but the plot I do of... know what you're talking about. Like, it's yeah. like deranged yes. truck. Yes. So Demonized that's where we're headed. I knew it would come through eventually. <laughs> it's also the plot of uh, Speed. Wasn't that kind of the plot of yeah. Speed? It was yeah. kind of, sort, sort of. of. Well, that was still manned by 
Someone Somewhat, partially, that type of thing. Kinda. So, yeah, so if you have these cars, right. could people hack into the technology then? Could it, would it be even yes. easier at that point to drive these in? That's it. I'm becoming a, a hermit. But, but they I'm don't want to do that. That's, that's, the, that's the thing with the terrorists. They don't want to do the remote control because they want to be behind the wheel. They want if, It is. They it's a die. sacrifice itself. It's a martyrdom. And it was well, dual guess, in 1971, kind of. yes, the truck. So let me ask you, do you guys pay attention when you go out and about uh, possible terror attacks or uh, safety issues and whatever? Do you, when, you, when you go to 7-Eleven, when you go to Applebee's or wherever you spend your time out and about, when you go to Sears, wow, I named all three places I don't go to. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you pay attention what to is this? Sears? We have something we, we say constantly in our house, and it is be aware of your surroundings. Are you, though? Period. Uh, what percentage of the time you go out to dinner with the husband and the kids? What percentage of the time do you just even notice the exits? Do you just pay attention? I, I do. I actually do pay attention to exits and on the airplane and stuff like that. I pay attention okay. 40%, to exits. 40%, 80%, 90 But And I do some people watching, but I'm usually just kind of interested in... You know, and like, people being freaks. Ew, that yeah. person well, Why are they wearing gross. that? Doc, I don't profile people. <laughs> so when I see people who might be terrorists, oh, quiet. I don't think about them being terrorists. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, all right. I profile all the damn time, just so you know. And it's I have a gun. All the time. Now, I'm probably about 50% of the time. I mean, I get lulled into that safety depending on what's going yeah. on. Yeah, But absolutely. you know where I always pay attention? And it's, it's actually all, every time I go to church now. Because I just yeah. know it's a time, I mean, you're so vulnerable at church. You're kneeling, you're praying, your eyes right. are closed. And, and if you're like me, you're really losing yourself in the worship. That's what we're supposed to do. You're yeah. not like going, okay, I'm going to get home and cook that turkey in about 20 minutes. Churches have big security now. A, a lot, lot of, of our security do. officers here also work at churches. It's sad. Yeah, right. and I think, how vulnerable. Here I am kneeling, my head down, whatever. Somebody mm-hmm. busts in the back of the church. Well, the shooter in Charleston. Exactly. And that, study. Yeah, that was his study. Can you that imagine if that had been during a service right. when you'd have right. more people in there or whatever? Um, when I go to restaurants and bars and stuff like that, I pay attention, usually to the exits more so. After the and White then I tip Snake a couple concert. back and it's not as big a deal. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I do always pay attention to the exits. Yeah. And I have a basic plan. And I just know what'll happen. I just, I've told my wife this over and over again, what to expect. Just to have this in the back of your mind. Because she's not going to listen. And then I'm going to get killed. Defending uh-huh. her. That's what's going to happen. I've told her, I said, listen, <clears throat> if we are carjacked, do not get in the car. Right. You, they, they tell you over and over, yep. run, flee, stay, fight, because you are unlikely to get out of it if they take you somewhere else. Because right. then they're going to have their way with you and kill you. This, at least you only yeah. get killed. Maybe. Maybe. But you have a fighting chance. And I go, I'm running. And if you don't run, then I'm going to have to stop and come back and get you, and they're going to shoot me. Right. I said, so we both have a possibility, So, but I know she won't do this. I know what's going to happen. They're going to bust into church or in a 7-Eleven or something. We're in there, and I'm going to go, go out the back door. Just, well, I don't know. Where are you going to be? What's going to happen? <laughs> you going to be okay? Just go. You know what you should do is bring the dog as a diversion. <clears throat> then the dog. <laughs> I have that stupid dog of hers that I hate so much. Exactly. Uh-huh. No, it's going to be the dog. We will have the dog out sometime, and she's going to make me go back for the dog. That's yeah. what's going to yeah. happen. I'll get shoot the dog, Sucker. shot the dog will live. Yeah. I'm imagining the eulogy right now. It's all going to be about the dog. Oh, yeah, exactly. And you know, <laughs> I, I will die pissed off. That's how it's going to be. I know what's coming. I will die pissed, and it's going to be like this. <laughs> I'll be laying there. Most people, like in the movies, are like, oh, honey, I love you. I tell the kids, yeah. I'm going to be like this. Damn Why didn't you just dog. listen? Is that, those, those are Doc's damn. last words. That damn just dog. F- dog. Uh-huh. Why didn't you just, just listen to me? 
So <laughs> these, well, these are the things I know is going to happen. I've already got it planned out. I want you guys I've to please talk about out. this when it happens, too. <laughs> he told us it was going to happen this way. Well, because I also know in a terrorist attack, I'm not somebody who can live under somebody else's rule. I mean, call me crazy, but I, I like personal freedoms. Yeah. Wrong or right, I like them. Right. So I know if, um, like if I was living during colonial times, let's say, <laughs> there's this King George guy telling me how to live, I'd be like, all right, get my squirrel gun, let's go take care of this, right? Uh -huh. We ready to roll? It'd be uh -huh. like that. Or on Flight 93. I'm yes. not saying I will survive. I likely won't. Right. But if we're hijacked on a plane or something like that, I'm making You're my trying. move. I am yes. making my move. Yes. All because I'm pissed off. I'm not even afraid. I'm just like, how do you think you are? Right. Well, it's the whole, it's the whole, oh, you've told me to do something, so now I have to do the opposite. Right. And I know what else will happen. If I'm flying with other people, like Brad, you, I'd be like, okay, guys, you ready? You ready? Yeah. And I say, okay, here we go. Go, go, go. And I'd be like, damn it, where are they? If, if it's on a flight, you're going to have to wake me up because I'll likely be asleep. <laughs> well, I've, I've I think had... Brad gave me the signal. No, no, he was just rolling. Yeah, he was rolling. Oh, over no, over <laughs> I've had this thought. So I think in a, I'm pretty decent in a crisis situation. I think I would act. But... With like horror movies and mm -hmm. stuff, I think every time I, which I don't watch horror movies because I, I have a great suspension of reality and I think this could be real. <laughs> this could be real. But I, I know I would be the person to just run and then cower down and go, <laughs> just make it go fast. So you'd be good up to scared. a point. Maybe. <clears throat> okay. I, I would not be one of those people to fight back. And, now, what about you know, your kids? <clears throat> they. No, I mean, no, I mean, if you're there and your kids are there, oh, you're. Don't. That's what I'm saying. I Don't mean, you mess become, with my kids. You become mama, mama bear, bear then, right? That's it. Okay. Out. I'm realistic with my kids. You know, I know they're not perfect, just close to it. Gotcha. But gotcha. Um, no, I'm I'm realistic as far as you know, not letting them slide by, you know, down easy street or anything. They have to, you know. Right. But don't mess with my kids. So my wife couldn't envision herself being a mom prior to. I don't know if uh -huh. anybody can. And she, I didn't think she'd be maternal at all. I was uh -huh. like, I don't know if she's even <laughs> going to love this kid. I don't know what's going on. She's just, because she's not very, um, like, uh, caring and uh, motherly or sensitive to this. me. My wife's not <clears throat> caring. She's not. It comes to me. Loving. She's like, oh, you're still alive. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, can you walk I'm gonna the dog? The I mean, you could come along if you want. I mean, this is kind of, and I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. Like, I know our relationship. That's fine. So I was like, she doesn't seem very maternal about right. stuff. So she has the the we have the son, and he's like two months old. And she turns to me one day and she goes, you know what? I was thinking about it today. If anybody ever messes with him, and she lays out this scene of of her torturing people. Oh my gosh. That would make Quentin Tarantino go, holy crap, I am out. I oh, mean, that I'm like, is what hilarious. she could do to people if they bothered him. Wow. That was actually a message to you if you ever pissed her <laughs> off. That's subtle, too, That's right? Exactly. But I was that like, wow. I mean, cue the, uh, the music and uh, Mr. Pink and Quentin Tarantino music. Yeah. Not, not she was real just good. letting you know who was boss. Yeah. All right, so unfortunately we got the terrorism uh, that we have to discuss and have to be even more vigilant about. Mm -hmm. And yesterday there was also some pretty interesting news that we started breaking during this program that has to do with the ambassador to Turkey being yes. shot and executed. It seems like it might be terrorism. We'll discuss that uh, coming up as we continue on the Pat and Stew program.
breaking news yesterday about this time that uh, we've had uh, some developments happen overnight. We have some new information. The Russian ambassador to Turkey was assassinated. So obviously these positions, ambassadors, diplomats and that are dangerous positions. But in spite of that, I still think I would love to be an ambassador to Turkey. I think that would be fantastic. I um, Probably more so to, to beef. But an ambassador to oh Turkey God. would be no, sensational. No, it's, it's, uh, I just, uh, Doc, he's talking about the, the country. It's not Turkey, the meat. Oh, well, that makes more sense, yeah, clearly. It's, that it's makes much country. more sense. Then. Yeah. Okay, very good, very yeah. good. I'm not sure why they named a country after a bird. I don't know, or food. Because it just did. makes me hungry whenever we talk I know, about this. Right? Uh, okay, so we're just goofing around, but it is a pretty serious situation. The guy gets gunned down as he's standing in front of the podium. Um, it turns out the, the guy claims the terrorist ties. He was a... A a, a refugee? Was he the refugee? No, he was the police officer. He was a police officer. He was a police officer that actually was on the detail for the president of Turkey for a while. (laughs) You cannot write a a, a fiction that is this bizarre. Well, no, especially Uh, because Turkey now, uh, what is your motivation in in shooting the ambassador to Turkey? What is, is, what's the really good question? Wasn't he saying that? Um, I mean, it was a signal about Aleppo, right? You know, you kill us, we kill you, and it's it's trying to send a signal of some sort. Right, but here's the thing. It's not that simple. So, I mean, okay, I guess this guy could just be dumb and, well, and extreme uh, Putin, as well. I think Putin wants to know who ordered the attack. Okay, right, right. Right? So, But it's so twisted. I mean, the web of connections when you're dealing... I mean, just Turkey and Russia. Forget about even the Middle East and their history, right? I mean... Right. And the AP photographer who got a lot of these shots, he was, as he's taking these pictures, he thought that this was part, because it's an art installation. That's so weird. He thinks that this is part of the art exhibit, that this Which is I'm just performance it, art. It was very <laughs> surreal. Really and he, he, and he's, he's sitting there, he's taking pictures, he thinks, and then wow. he realizes, oh crap, this is not, but he, he, he stays focused and he keeps taking the pictures. But yeah, he thought it was part of the uh, art exhibit. Wow. <laughs> well, he's like, wow, this is wow, so incredibly so lifelike. It's so real. Look at the blood. It looks real. You know, if, if you were in that situation and you're, you're with Pat and Stu and you're at the art exhibit and you're like, wow, this is so realistic, you know Pat would go, I've seen better. Yeah. Oh, oh I've absolutely. I've seen so much better. <laughs> so much more realistic. You're not buying this. That's Look at the blood face. Syrup. So, right. <laughs> Pat, the eternal skeptic yeah. on uh-huh. it, right? Uh, no, it's it's so twisted. I just don't know what you fully hope to accomplish. And is it, it, what what is Russia's true motivation in in all of this? Right? What is the what is the killers? What's Turkey's? Now, I mean, what if what if all of this turned out to be a diversion from something else? Oh gosh, you're adding another work. layer. I don't know. That's what I'm saying because it makes so little sense. What if it was? In this the, is how conspiracy all... theories get started. But it makes sense too because. It's trying to make sense out of something that's really bizarre. Right. I mean, this makes no sense for this guy to do this on camera. He knows that he's, I mean, he, he's got to know movie, he's at the end. It would have a ton of plot lines right. that, that really this led to this to this. And, and so it would, what happened it would while have this was happening sort of, that we don't know about? It could have been oh, ordered gosh. by Putin. Oh, my gosh. But another. Why? No, layer. no, I'm serious. Think about this. Yes. That's not all that crazy to say either Putin ordered it just because he didn't like the guy or he's trying to start something with Turkey and make them look bad or. Oh, my gosh. Somebody why, that supports- do it, why do it there? Why make it so public? Why not? If you want to kill the guy, he's in a car on the way to the to the Arctic. Well, if you're a terrorist, you want some sort of terror. OK. Um, and again, maybe you want it on full display for. Some other political reason. I mean, who knows? But you're right, that is interesting. one part of this 
has seemed real. I mean, the the video of it, it is looks surreal. Look at the guy in the this ground. Is surreal. Yeah. I mean, it does not. He look, did fall perfectly. It does not look. I know. There's 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 more to this story that wow that we don't have. Um, let's face it, Turkey and Russia for not best friends ever. They're not. They really don't not like BFFs. each other forever. <laughs> this, you know, I mean, has been has been some trouble. So you have the president of Turkey now, who is. I guess trying to become closer with Russia and you got to believe they're never going to be close. And then they blame certain things, the plane being down, whatever on America. So what's their motivation here? I talked with uh, Jason Buttrell this morning about it on my radio program. And if you'd like to find out more about me or here, just go to theblaze.com, click on channels and you'll see my, see my, uh, my page up there. It's just theblaze.com and channels. And, he said, likely this is them just trying to navigate the geopolitical world right now. This is just them trying to get through. They're, they're never going to be close with Russia. They're just trying to get through the moments. And, and right now, everything is so volatile. Right. I mean, every country in the Middle East has something, is some upheaval. And, and then you, you bring it's, in uh, terrorists and right. the different terrorist groups. It's, tough. it's hard. To, you need a scorecard to keep up with these things. You when, just can't. When right. we were in um, uh, Erbil, Iraq, it's been a year ago now, and we were given two hours to get out of the country Gosh. because of the, I can't remember who was, who was launching missiles at whom Turkey was involved, but we had to get out before the missiles started flying, and one of our security guys stayed at the hotel in Erbil and then sent a text that the, the missiles are over, going over the hotel right now. So, I mean, it, it's, the, it seems like the target keeps changing and the, and the rules keep changing and the players keep Can changing. Can you imagine mm-hmm. living there? Can you imagine no. being a citizen over in Turkey or Syria and, mm-hmm. and dealing with this stuff or Iraq or Iran? I, I just, I can't I know. We imagine. think we have problems that it's, you know, the malls are crowded and we can't get, you know, can't get to the mall on time. Well, well so I mean, let's be gonna, honest, that is a problem. It is a problem. I, let's I, not I make light of it. Actually it's actually go to Canada. Why is you're going to move to Canada because of the malls? Because of the refugee status. Well, <laughs> because, you know. <laughs> because of the mall shopping. Yeah. You don't understand they're just too busy and I couldn't get a parking slot. I have to run to Canada. Yeah. Um, no, but you're right. So most of the people in the Middle East, most people in the world, they just want to live their lives. You got some crazy people, certainly. But these people are just saying, can you stop killing us? Can you stop, you know, invading and raping and torching or whatever? Americans clearly do not want any part of this nonsense. And yet we can't get definitive answers. We can't even get definitive answers, even with people we don't agree with, like Obama. Okay, fine. Obama has an agenda. Great. I don't agree with you. What is your agenda? Tell us about the Middle East. And what does he say? Well, this uh, Assad guy is a bad guy. Wait, he's a good guy. Assad's a, he's, a, he's a bad guy. And today, he's a good guy. He has flip-flopped on Assad like six times. And then you've got right. Muammar Gaddafi. How many times have we flip-flop on him over mm-hmm. the course of 40 years? Ten? So, question. Have, have, have our leaders, though, just used people yes. and used their lives yes. as yes. expendable? Yes. No, no, I'm just asking. Yes, like, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. They, governments the, use people all of the time. Yeah, and Americans were at a point, I mean, Part of the election of Donald Trump is we're tired of the same old game. We want a, a new game. We want to know. And people want to know. They're tired of the D.C. Uh, Potomac two-step. They're right. tired of the lies. They want some honesty. And that's going to just end now. Right. And even, no, it's not. But I mean, but that's what they <laughs> wanted. Yeah. And they're saying that even when it comes to foreign policy. How many people do you say, say that said, I'm tired of the wars. We got to stay out of other people's business. There was a big cry for that over right. the last 10 years yep. or so. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, which I'm not saying. Although we want. I remember my mom and dad talking about that back in the 70s, how, you know, we're not the, the world's police force. Why, why do we have to be involved here and here and here? 
But by the same token, if we if there's not some stabilizing force in these what's going to happen? Exactly, right. you have our anarchy. So here's a question: Why does our foreign policy change so dramatically? Think about that. I understand you have new presidents come in and new congresses, and, and, and domestic policy they'll tweak and say we need a little more money for this, so they'll push certain things. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we as Americans have at least some clear cut thoughts on a foreign policy, how we're going, to, how much we're going to lead, and how we lead? It shouldn't be that radically different. It should right. be, I mean, our Americans, are we about personal freedoms? Are we about personal responsibility? Do, you know, lay out these policies. It shouldn't be that radically different. First of all, how has it worked for us over the last 50 years, being radically different? Well, that's, that's just the thing. You cannot lead, uh, you cannot lead people who, whose, whose baseline is wanting us dead. Right, exactly. And right. When we have this, uh, it seems to be a proliferation these days of, of the terrorist groups. Although we talked about it yesterday, you go back into the 50s, 60s, and 70s, you had the air, airplane hijackings. Mm-hmm. And although the, most of the time, those didn't end up in bombings. They just they wanted to go to South America for some reason. Right. And now they <laughs> right. just blow them up. Why is South America so popular I, yeah. for terrorists? I don't get it. I don't either. But now you cannot have, you, you can't have negotiations. You can't lead these people who want us dead. That's, that's it. There's no negotiation. Well, it's a different, different starting point, too. Right different understanding of life and value of life and different goals. Mm-hmm. Don't you think There's too damn many people on the planet, if you ask me? <laughs> too many in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but don't you think some clear-cut, um, defined policies in a, in, a, in a big way on what America is and what we believe? First of all, I think it'd be good for all of us, but that I think it would it'd be, be nice. good for the rest of the world. I mean... This statement, again, when Trump ran, one of the things that mm-hmm. got in a little bit of trouble for, but a lot of people liked, saying, hey, we got some trouble with NATO here. I'm not sure we should be paying for all that. Right. A lot of people like me say, I'm not sure we ought to be paying for the U.N. I think we pay for 22% right. of all U.N. expenses. Yeah. And then even more when it comes to the uh, the forces, you know, we mm-hmm. support the different uh, U.N. Um, Peacekeeping. Uh, peacekeeping group force and efforts. Yeah, but we also support Leonardo DiCaprio, and he's the, he's the no, uh, we don't. He's wow. the uh, ambassador we to uh, uh, what is he? The Turkey climate. He's Tur- climate climate czar. Yeah, he's a climate czar now. Uh, he's the ambassador way, to Burger movie. King. I think that's what it is. No, but if if somebody stepped up and said, "Listen, these are some very basic principles mm-hmm. that America believes in," you know. Freedom, and while we are not going to be the, the police force of the world anymore, I'm sorry, we can't afford to do it. We will fight battles. And number two, if we are going to fight battles, we're not just going to prop up people or regimes. We're going to go in to win. You know, if you are a friend, that's we, huge, right? So number one, we're not going to try to clean up the world. We're going to help out when we can. When we do, we're going full bore. We are we're using everything at our disposal. I mean, seriously, I, I have no problem with using the nukes at that point. I know they make me sound crazy. But you start telling the world that you're willing to do this stuff. Don't act like a jerk. Here it is. Right. Rule number one. Don't be a jerk. Right. And then finally say um, with our friends, we will we will stand. You want to be our friend? We welcome you. All countries. Don't be a jerk. If you're not our friend and you don't have any desire to be, that's cool. We don't wish you any ill will. But if you're going to stand against us, then we're going to play to win. I mean, these are simple concepts, aren't they? Yes, but I think that part of the trouble comes in possibly, you know, we do value freedom as Americans, and that's a basic principle for us, but not every country holds that same value. And those countries may want to be friendly-ish, friendly with us. Um, You know, so is, is our stipulation, you can only be our friend if... You have the same principles and values. And you know what? Or... And I will take either one of those at this point. I want some definitives. If you say okay. we only will, 
Okay, okay, fine. If you say we won't, I wouldn't love that, but I understand it. You what just want I'm some ti- clear cut. Yes, because what I'm tired of is, no, no, China, we'll be your friends. Sure, sure, China's okay. They're good because we get a bunch of cheap crap from you. Right. And we want to keep that cheap crap flowing into our country because right. we got to get plastic stuff. Sure, we want that. But North Korea, well, you're bad. And look at the human rights violations. Right. <laughs> Wait, China, there's no human rights violations in China, in Iran, in any of these other countries. There's no human rights violations. Well, I think that over the last eight years or so, something that has also added some confusion is that the people that we thought, the countries we thought were our friends, our steadfast friends like Britain, um, Israel, you know, mm-hmm. we have as a country done things to really damage those like our leadership has done things to damage those relationships where we say, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll be your friend, but we're actually going to go and check out these guys over here that we know are kind of terrorists. Again, countries have no permanent friends, only permanent interests. Right. I mean, look look at Mexico. You talk human rights violations. There's no human rights violations in Mexico. There's none. It's great. It's perfect there. Do you know how corrupt the government is in the federalities? Oh, yeah. It's completely, they're doing whatever the heck they want. Yeah. I just want some clear-cut messages that we live by, some plans. That's what I'm looking for. You have a high expectation. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying I'm going to get it. That's what I'm looking for at this point. All right, we're going to get a quick break. And if you would please follow me on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show. It's at the Blaze Carrie. And she spells it some really weird way with a K and a Q. No Q. No Q. K-A-R-I. All right, very good. At the Blaze Brad. And he spells it normal. Yeah. No, not normal. That's spelled N-O-R. We oh, are. Oh, wow, that was Thank bad. you. <laughs> Out of Detroit. Even wow. in the world of Detroit, this is kind of an odd story. It has to do with an Uber driver. So many so, things wrong with this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, and help me understand this too, if I get this right, guys. Uh, so, a <laughs> couple calls for an Uber driver, and he shows up the house, picks him up. There's some harsh words or something happens along the way where the Uber driver believes or says that the couple was disrespecting his car because they. Tapped on the window? Well, and first is of all, what, let's tell you, the couple is from Beverly Hills Oh, okay, at so. a party in Detroit? Ooh, that's, uh, what kind of Okay, there are parts of Detroit that I could see people from Beverly Hills going to, but okay. that still seems not the common. And so they, dis- they disrespect his car. <laughs> a suburb. And then... Yeah, so, yeah, they disrespect his car, but they didn't specifically say. At one point, they tapped on the window, but that was to let him know Don't that they Don't you were... touch my window. Is that, I mean, or did something else happen? They do that's take part... cars very seriously in Detroit. But uh, Yeah, that's true, but, so. I mean, disrespect could mean the guy's like, so, this is a uh, this is a Chevy, huh? Yeah, I don't really like Chevys that much. I mean, it could be that, right? Wow. We don't know what the disrespect was. But this led to the driver pulling over and telling him to get the hell out. They've got a couple miles down the road, get out of the car. So they get out of the car, and as they're getting out, they're like, hey, can we at least just sit in the car while we call another Uber driver because we're in Detroit? The driver (laughs) hopped up on something? I mean, seriously. It is Detroit. Yeah. I'll tell you about that in a moment. But so they say, can can we just wait here? That starts some back and forth between the driver and the couple, and it culminates with the driver stabbing the guy several times in the face and the back. back. And the... And the chest. And the chest, yeah. yeah. 
And then the victim's able to disarm the guy. Somehow well, he gets the knife away He must from not have been very strong and or the knife must have been pretty small. I think about some pocket knives that are like... Yeah, I mean, dis- did he disarm it with his face? I mean, you couldn't disarm him beforehand. I mean, it's quite a few stabs there, but so now he's still he's, able to battle the guy? He's been charged with assault. Th- this is a bizarre story. Again, this is one of those I'm not sure we have all of the facts. Right, see what's going on there. I'm, I'm interested in the whole disrespect. I'd like, some, I'd like some update on this because I want to make sure I don't disrespect well, somebody's car. Right. What's the worst thing that you've ever done when someone has disrespected you or your items. Oh, I'm sorry. Those records are sealed. Those are <laughs> court-ordered sealed. Thank you. That's uh, it's many, many years ago. We don't have to go. No, I wouldn't uh, stab anybody Much. again. That wouldn't happen. Right. I don't. Seems extreme to get your point across. Um, it's just bizarre. Wait a minute. Do we here's have, here's the thing about Detroit, though. Um, Detroit can be a dangerous place. I don't know if you know that. Yes. Having what? lived in the Detroit metro area for, for a while, um, Detroit has cut its police force so much, mm-hmm. and so many people have fled the city, and they have funding issues, mm-hmm. that the cops in Detroit do not respond to many calls. Unless it's like, hey, there is wow. a really serious thing going on, the police don't respond. And often when they do, they're like, it's going to be a while. So, no, but there's, there's an upside to this. I know that's shocking, but there is a bit of an upside. As all the bad that comes with it, yeah, uh-huh. a little bit of good in that police have stopped concerning themselves with victimless crimes. So, so even, I don't have to worry okay. about getting caught for paying that for anything there. That is the perfect there. place for you, Brad. Exactly. Brad, Brad's moving to uh <laughs> No, I'll be in Detroit. Right, <laughs> so... Even before, Detroit has since passed a decriminalization uh, for marijuana in the city. You had some states do it. Detroit's one of the few cities that has done it. But within the city, even before that, people are like, walking down the street, the cops are like, I don't have time for that crap. I'm sorry. I got a dead body over here. I'm going to go take care of that, right? So and uh, triage with the whole. Yeah. And people, neighbors arguing about barking dogs and all this stuff. They're forced. So you've got a little bit of a libertarian thing and neighbors forced to work some things out themselves. So there is a bit of an upside. Yeah. And and, and to further complicate this story, police who responded to the uh, to the uh, uh, call, I guess they found two men fighting in the back seat of a 2012 Honda Civic. That was the Whoa, car being disrespected. The car that's disrespected yes. is a Honda Civic. Two men okay. <laughs> wrestling around. So the guy, he's, he's, he, yeah. How do you wrestle around in the back seat of a Honda Civic? A must have been very small guys. Yeah, very real, tiny. real tiny. About who gets upset and obsessed about a Honda Civic? And maybe that's what started it. Maybe yeah. you respect the Honda, Honda Civic a little bit more. Maybe he's like a Honda Civic. I think you'd pick me up in something nicer than this, and then the whole thing. Well, it's Uber. I mean. Right. But Interesting. Honda Civic, that's mm-hmm. the that's the knifing. <laughs> I guess you don't disrespect the Honda Civic, you know. Um, I would understand this story if it was like 20 years ago and somebody said, I work at a factory that makes Honda Civics, and you get stabbed in Detroit. That makes a lot of sense. Right. Well, apparently they, 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 they wrap on the window to tell them, yeah, hey, we're here, we're here, can we get in? They get in, they drive like a mile before uh-huh. this driver decides that, Wait a they had to, have been, they had to have been making fun of him and his car. car had to it, be. Like had to have been in the Beverly Hills mm-hmm. mode. Right, you know, right. oh, this isn't a roll. And then right. they pull over into a um, into a, a shopping center, and that's when apparently the driver climbed into the back seat. This is not funny, but it is. <laughs> climbed into the back funny. seat and began wrestling with the uh, the guy. I 
I could and, see if if they were being complete jerks. Mm-hmm. That's an appropriate word. If they were being complete meanie heads and making fun of him and disrespecting him as a human being, and he's, you know, oh, you he had every right car, to stab whatever, them then, in the face. I don't then know I can it. understand him saying, "Out of my car! I'm not driving you. This this ride's done." But not stabbing. I okay, mean, that he's brings just up making another question. His, then, um, do you have a certain, even just moral responsibility to make sure those people are safe? I mean, you're letting people out random places in Detroit. That's, I'm not saying it's nice. Yeah. Maybe you pull them over to someplace a little safer. You know what I'm Remember, saying? Remember, you go to Detroit to go to a party. You're getting what you're asking. You're getting what you're, yeah. <laughs> you pretty much, you're rolling the dice to be Okay, so good point there. I had a layover in Detroit once. Um, our plane ran out of gas or something. I don't know what the deal was. But we that's what was on the ground. That's were, not a layover. That's a craft. Yeah. There, were, there were two Chinese women with me. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So far. So far. I had a layover in Detroit. I think because the plane ran out of gas, there were these two Chinese women with me. Where's this going? Was, two Chinese women was, walk onto a plane. It was very funny. Well, I was supposed to go to Nebraska and, and there, was an, <laughs> there was an issue. So we had to stop in Detroit, but there were no flights going out. So we had to stay in Detroit overnight. And these two Chinese women didn't speak any English. So we got a hotel Okay, let me help you. <laughs> let, me, let me help you what happens in the D. They just tell you there's no flights out. So right. you'll spend money in the D. It's the only way they're going to make money if people actually staying in the city is when they say, okay. oh, sorry, we ran out of gas. Well, and there's no other flights out till tomorrow. Look, Pay look at the gate. Hotel. It's on E. I mean, we well, I had that same thing happen when I went to Palau. That's a whole other. They said, oh, no, there's no other flights out. And I call. Well, I went to Palau for uh, my first honeymoon. And we get there and uh, it's not what it's supposed to be. It's off season. It's horrible. Uh So I said, we're going to go back to Hawaii. And we uh, call and they're like, yeah, there's no flights out till like a week from now or whatever. And I'm like, (laughs) I call off the island and get them. They're like, there's a flight out in like like five hours or something. We're like, we're on it because they want to keep your money. All right. (laughs) Detroit, Palau, pretty much the same. Quick break, back with more at Pat and Steel. Carrie and Brad in for Pat Stu and Jeffy today. Thanks for joining us. The other big news, of course, Donald Trump actually secured the presidency with his 270 electoral votes what? that were counted up yesterday. Shocking, I know. I wow. love this. There's, um, there's a story. This is a very sweet story. For the first time ever, Ron Paul finally got his electoral vote. I didn't. I can't believe that all this time he hadn't I know. even he gotten got one. one. He got one. And that was a defector, so right? One of the defectors. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the defectors from Texas. Spotlight. <laughs> Exactly. It'll be like the trophy, right? The, yep. the blue ribbon. So hard for that. Mm-hmm. Again, I go back to the whole. I can't believe he was an OBGYN, though. I would never. Well, the yeah, right. He's not even running for president. He didn't even run. No, he, this time, got he, he never ran. He didn't run. So maybe that would have been the secret to success. Has he had he never ran? He could have had. Maybe more, he would have had the whole thing. But would he have thing. had 270? By the way, he only needs 269 more elections. Come on, and come he on. can he can pull it out. 269 yeah. more. I'd say. In in four years, we push for the the non candidate Ron Paul electoral votes. Uh, you, that's pretty optimistic. He's pretty old. Well, you know, don't yeah, be so, so pessimistic. That's just who I am now. He. 
Uh, so we for the first it. time since 1972, we had anybody defect, any of the electors there defect. There were eight from, of them. And they had eight of them yesterday. Yeah. So there were... Um, was it eight total? Oh, no. Eight total. No, no, no. Six? It was more than eight. No, ten total. total. Eight ten from total, Hillary. Eight defected from Hillary. Two from Trump, and one of those went to... Ron Paul. Mr. Paul. Right. I think it was one of the Trump defectors in Texas who ended up voting for yeah. him or whatever. But yeah. Hillary ended up losing electors. Yes. In the whole, yes. the whole videos from uh, Martin Sheen and everybody else putting uh-huh. this out there, she ended up losing... It's the Russians. The Russians obviously got to our Electoral College. Well, Hillary's blaming the Russians. Bill Clinton is now blaming um, old, angry white men and the FBI, which are not mutually exclusive. No, that's true. I mean, in many cases, it's pretty much the same. So it's not Hillary's fault. Okay, so even if she got a couple more, I mean, she would not have gotten 20 or 270. Now, see, you know what you're doing here. You're using logic. And that absolutely Stop, does I'm not sorry. apply with all of them. <laughs> you got to throw that it. right out the like, window. What are you That's talking about? All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Back with more. We're going to get some of your tweets coming up as well. If you want to join the program at Doc Thompson Show, at the Blaze Carry with the K, and at the Blaze Brad. Back with more. With a, a B. With a B. <laughs> <laughs>